Welcome to the Pro Football Radio, episode number nine. This is Jason right here with the co-host, Mr. De Silva. De, De Silva, <laughs> De Puma. Trying to throw you for a loop. There. Don't don't bust rank. <laughs> you were on a you were on a tear. Like you got my hometown right for like two weeks in a row, and then you pull that crap. I wanted to see what your reaction was. You know what? <laughs> don't bust rank. I'm going to defend my name. By the way, happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, man. You know, it's weird. It fell on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, was driving to work this morning, and I'm expecting, like, lines to be out the door at the bar, and there's, like, tumbleweeds. <laughs> Whereas in, like, Nashua, Peddler's Daughter, it's, like, out the door, around the corner, heading towards Margaritas. And it's like, oh, well, shit. Is this what happens when St. Patty's Day falls on a Sunday? So it threw me for a loop. I guess so, man. In the past, was it on uh, Saturdays in the past, right? Or how does it? Saturdays, a weekday. You name it, it just oh, seemed yeah. to obvious, seemed yeah. to have cycled through on a Sunday. It's yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, how was your weekend? Good. It was good, man. Went to uh, went to Stony Brook Brewery oh, yeah, yesterday. Was it was great. I, I've never been there before. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we pre bought our tickets, so we got like a free beer and a nice glass that you are drinking out of. Your uh, orange, what, what the hell are you drinking? It's orange vanilla Coke. Orange vanilla Coke. You know, yeah, right. it, I mean, it's also like that Coke Zero shit too. Yeah. But I can't knock that because Coke Zero sugar, like it actually tastes like a regular Coke. Yeah, it is pretty it's, good, It's right? pretty yeah. weird. It's I'm, weird. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, because like uh, a lot of people are like, uh, you know, Diet Coke or Coke Zero, people can't like pick one between right. the Right. I, I lean more towards Coke. No, are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I suck this down like it's water. It's probably yeah. not good. I'm taking in that much aspartame, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. But yeah. long story short, Stony Brook Brewery is nice. They have nice. like two or three floors and you can see like the whole brewery par- uh, process and each floor had a bar and nice. I had my first Reuben yesterday. Oh. It was great. Cool, man. Chalk it up to like four IPAs that were pretty stiff. So nice. I'll take it. Hey, man, that's much better uh, Saturday than my Saturday. I was just on the couch doing nothing all day, you know? Well, I mean, you're still on, like, yeah. the pup list, what you I need. Know, right? yeah, so, But I do have a funny story for you because last night I was um, around 7 p.m. I was like, all right, you know what? Time to uh, get some food, right? So I go to my kitchen and look in my refrigerator. There's absolutely nothing. Oh, you didn't want to get any more Asian pizza? <laughs> right? So I, I was like, all right, let me go outside and uh, go to the local grocery store and try to pick up some food. Now this is I'm gonna run the story by you because I want to see what your what your response to this would be like. What would you do in this situation? Because my moral compass made your, me uh... <laughs> your moral compass. Oh God! Because my moral compass didn't kick in. I did nothing in this situation. But look at but seeing as if you are a very um, I guess uh, you're a better person than I am. <laughs> oh Christ! So I, I get to Trader Joe's yesterday, and first of all, it's packed. Like packed to the gills, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, everybody's shopping and doing their um, their weekly shopping, and um, I get to the uh, the cheese aisle, and I am in the cheese aisle, and this old lady comes up next to me. She picks up a, a ball of mozzarella cheese, sticks it in her pocket, right? Get out! I, I swear to God, I like I I could not believe this was happening because this lady is like sixty five. She's like a sweet old. And this lady, is like right? broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight in Danbury, right? So. Uh, the, the funny thing was, I made eye contact with her when she's doing this. Please tell me you did like the head nod. No, no, no. Like I, I got no, you. Everything was happened so fast. I don't know how to react. That, that was the biggest issue. I, I did nothing in the situation, right? I just made eye contact with her. And next thing you know, she's bolting for the front door. She fucking stole the mozzarella fuck? cheese. Dude, I swear to God. That's like, hilarious. She, dude, she moved like Barry Sanders. I was like, she, what? what just happened? <laughs> Literally from the second she put it in her in her pocket, the mozzarella ball cheese, right? And she made eye contact with me. 
And so the moment she was out the door, it was probably like nine seconds max. <laughs> she stole mozzarella she, cheese. Dude, and I looked around. I was like, did somebody see this? Like, what am I supposed to do here? Do right. I report her? Do I just say, well, it is what it is? I mean, I did nothing at the end of the day. But I'd probably do the same thing. Like, what would you I would, I would be probably just so, like, shocked. And I guess That's you could say in awe. I was, I was so awe shocked. I was so shocked. I that, was like, like... I was like, first of all, the boldness of this lady. Right. right. And then secondly, the moves of this lady. Like, just, like, juking people getting the fuck out of this crowded store. And I'm like, uh, should we sign to the Patriots? Like, what's the deal here? Like, I, I, I probably would have just stood there. And ask myself, did this really happen? Like broad daylight in Danbury. For those of you like, that don't know, like six thirty p.m. Like, still. yeah, okay. So like, it's still daylight it's still though, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's Danbury. It's yeah. not like you're hard up for cash. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I guess so. No, no. Steal. I mean, hey, props to the cheese lady. Dude, she, she got away. Like, you know the thing was, I think she's done this before because her her motion from the from the grabbing the the mozzarella ball to into her pocket, it was like within like point three seconds. She probably pickpockets too. Dude, she probably does. Mm-hmm. Dude, she probably does. So you know, maybe it was like, a slow week. She couldn't afford the cheese. You know, she didn't pickpocket enough people. Yeah, and, and then I started thinking about her life. Cheese. Like, how how bad is her life that she's gonna be stealing like six dollar mozzarella cheese balls? Like, I mean, should I like help was her it, out? Was this at Whole Foods? Uh, Trader Joe's. Trader, Trader, Trader Joe's. Yeah, right right oh, Joe's. it's not like you were breaking the bank there. Yeah, it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad at all. Yeah. I love Trader Joe's. It's I haven't been spot. to Trader Joe's in forever. It's a good spot, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like it's a little disconcerting just because of how the uh, the outlet outlay is when you like actually leave the store because like the the cash registers are like like clattered. There's no like lines. People right. Are standing in like a weird circle. It's but... kind of like fight night when you're trying to get on a Southwest yeah. flight. Yeah. 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 yeah so you would have done the same thing, right? You just been like. Oh, no. Yeah. I probably just would have went about my day. I would have like shook my head. Texted Tara, being like, you're not going to believe this. Like, I just saw a 65-year-old lady literally steal a ball of cheese. Yeah. Like, my day's not complete. But we all know, though. We all know that if, like, me or you stole that, like, we would be instantly, like, up front waiting for the Danbury PD to come and fucking take a statement. I would go up straight up with hands up, don't shoot me. Right, here we go. I'm not taking a bullet for that one. Here's a mozzarella cheese ball. I don't want to die over this. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. So, uh, that was my Saturday. In a nutshell, that was my Saturday. Dealing with people stealing cheese, man. Hey, and then, it's, and then it's I went hard. back to more Netflix. <laughs> it's hard out there, you know? You gotta see, hey, mozzarella's good. You put some pesto on that shit, too? I know, right? So, yeah, man. Um, quite a bit happened this week, right? Quite a bit is an understatement. Yeah. Like, 48 hours oh yeah i really didn't get a whole lot of sleep yeah yeah and since we're now in the uh, news breaking business we had quite a bit well actually you did a great job with breaking all this news. yo you know what you get you gotta strike while the iron's hot man but man it was a crazy crazy 48 hours so going into the week i would have uh, assumed the antonio brown um ending up with this new team would have been the biggest news but obviously, all hell broke, broke loose when the Giants decided to trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns yep. for essentially peanuts, in my personal opinion. Um, I think a lot of the outrage with the Giants um, fans is they could have gotten more for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. To give the full rundown of what happened, um, the Giants decided to move Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. Um, in return, they got a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. Um, with that being said, um, what is your take on the move? My take on the move, uh, God, we're gonna. I'm kind of getting ahead a little bit in regards to my winners and losers of the trade deadline. Yeah. But I think it's a win for both sides. Like 
Cleveland's in a win now mode. Like they, at this rate, they have the best personnel talent in the league. Like fight debate me on that. Hands down. That like I will agree. The best. Like, I will agree with that. From the quarterback to like the even the lineman, the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball, running back is stacked. Wide receiver was decent last year with just Jarvis Landry and a couple of like, you know, I'm not trying to throw any shade against people from Cleveland. But I really didn't know anyone well, wide receiver wise. The fact that Antonio Callaway is the third best receiver is speaks volumes that's, to how that's great insane. that wide receiving core now is. You know, so like that whole team, uh, talent wise, is in win mo- win now mode. They're stacked. I had them winning the AFC North before this trade, and this kind of just solidifies that fact. And the Giants. It's a win too, if you think about it. Like there, there's been issues in that locker room with Odell ever since he signed that big extension. Sure. Like he, you know, you could go back and you'll hear about how he was like a, he was a pros I pro. Wanna, I don't want to cut you off there, bro. Let me give you my take on the Browns as well. Then we move on to the Giants. Yeah. Because I want to debate the Giant thing for a little bit because I think it's a stupid move. But we'll get to that. Okay. But my take on the on the Browns is home run, dude. Absolute home run move. Way to go, John Dorsey. Like, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and Ohio, um, for the most part, is divided between the Browns and the Bengals. And in the middle, where Columbus is, there's a lot, there's a decent amount of Browns fans, um, and I would say 70 30 Browns Bengals. So I grew up in that, in that uh, arena where everybody right now is losing their mind. They think, like, uh, as a good friend of mine said, like, Jesus has came back for, for their team, right? Um, <laughs> so for the Browns, home run move. You pair Odell with Jarvis, Antonio Callaway, Njoku, Kareem Hunt, um, Nick Chubb. Maybe they keep what's his face now, um, uh, Duke. Duke, because there's an eight-game suspension from yep. Kareem Hunt. Dude, on the field talent, I don't question that one bit. What I do question a little bit is just the the chemistry issue that's going to come about, right? Mm-hmm. How much of an issue will it be to get um, Beckham into the system? Are they going to force the ball to him? Is Baker Mayfield? Um, gonna you know look for him more often than he would have, and I think I think Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback for Odell because Baker will throw right back at him. The shit that Odell will give to Baker, I think uh, I think Baker can handle that, right? Mm. Um, so I don't question any of that. I just do, I do question the chemistry part of it, right? So that's 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 my biggest issue. Um, I also question just how the head coach is going to be able to manage this. It's a new head coach. It's a rookie. It's a rookie head coach. An inexperienced head coach. That's my biggest issue is he's an inexperienced head coach. How is he going to manage all these talents? Right. And there's there's no shade against Freddie Kitchens. Like what he did last year was phenomenal with that team where he kept the Browns in the playoff run almost till the last two weeks of the season. Of course, yeah. But – he had Greg Williams, a guy that's been there on that on that team as the uh, the defensive coach. I think he was an assistant head coach at that point as well too. Once they cleaned house with Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, so now he is the captain of the ship. Like he is the man. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they hit a slump. Is Odell going to start barking if he's not getting enough looks in a game? So that's a lot of personalities he's going to have to manage. And I think Odell will work here because, A, I think Baker can obviously keep him in check. Let's let's, let's call for what it is. Eli Manning is a uh, not the best of quarterbacks, but I don't believe Eli Manning had the balls to say anything to Odell. That's just the kind of person. I don't know Eli Manning personally. Uh, I don't think he would actually go after Odell, but I think Baker would. I think Baker would tell him. I'll throw the fucking ball to where I want to throw to. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that is something that we'll keep in, in mind there. And then the fact that Jarvis is on the team as well, that could help him um, kind of stay on the narrow, mm. straight narrow as well. Now, the Giants side of it, my, this is my take. The Giants, we're going to do winners and losers later on, but I think the loser, hands down, this whole free agency the Giants. 
I have a firm belief in you don't give up on talent. And Gettleman said this himself, but somehow he did. So the fact that they traded him just for a first and a third, because Jabril Peppers is not a good football player. And I know what people are going to say. People that don't really watch the Browns and are from that area. Um, so since, being, a, since be, being the fact that I'm from Ohio, I've watched Jabril Peppers quite a bit because he went to Michigan. So we keep an eye on our right. On our levels, right? But for those of you guys that are Ohio State fans, Michigan's also known as the team up north. Exactly, right? team okay. up north, right? So when Jabril Peppers left and went to the Browns, he had a horrendous first year. Horrendous first year. To the point where the second year, with him being a really improved player... Well, where else was he going to go? The ceiling was already so low for him that, and I've heard this quite a bit now, that, oh, well, we got Jabril Peppers with those two draft picks. He was a great improving player. It doesn't fucking matter. He was already trash as it is. So with that being said, just for a first and a third, I think that is something I don't understand. You don't give up on talent like Odell Beckham Jr. And unless, unless you get a talent just as good as Odell in the draft with those two picks, you've lost that fucking trade, in my personal opinion. Okay. My take is... What I was saying earlier on was I have the Giants actually winning a little bit in this trade because there were reports yesterday that they were in extended conversations with the 49ers to ship Odell to the Bay Area, but the 49ers did not want to part ways with their second overall draft pick this year. So this was probably the best deal that they had. And even if you look at it, they still made out better than what Pittsburgh did with AB. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that, but yeah. and it's you know, there's no question. Odell is a talented receiver. There is no question about that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is he's he was a prima donna. Like like I was saying earlier, he was a pro's pro up until he got that contract extension. The year before, he was doing everything right. He was walking the straight and narrow, and then he gets the contract extension, and he's peeing like a dog in Philadelphia. He's punching uh, the the kicking net. He's punching uh, he's punching some other stuff. He's going on ESPN with Little Wayne throwing his quarterback head first under the bus, which well, is fine, which is okay. That's okay. That's okay because it's the truth. You don't do that to your team. Like, we were just sitting here two weeks ago saying that what Big Ben was doing to AB is unacceptable. So, in that turn of events, like, you can't you can't say that what Odell did is okay. Like, even if you put aside your hatred for Eli, like, you don't do that. You don't do that. And there were also rumblings. Mike Garofolo, the guy on uh, NFL Network that broke the... Uh, the trade story the following day was outside of uh, the Giants, you know, practice facilities in the main offices. And he was saying that people in the building think that, you know, besides this being a rebuild, you know, now they can actually have a fluid offense. They don't have to force the ball to Odell. They don't have to wait for him to make one play to bail the team out. And you know what? There were times last year when Sterling Shepard was doing some of the same antics Odell was doing. This is a really young team. Like like I said, Odell's got the talent. But if you're going to be a leader on the team, you have to set the example. And if you got a lot of young people starting to do the same nonsense you were doing, like you you got to go. And and this is a rebuild. Like in order to rebuild the team, you have to stock up on draft picks. Like if you know you want to go down a history lesson, look at look at what Dallas did with uh, with the trade for Herschel Walker. He was probably the best running back of the '80s at that point, or one of the three best running backs. And Jimmy Johnson knew that if they didn't make a trade with either uh, Herschel Walker or Michael Irving, they were going to be 
in the you know in the bottom of the NFC mm-hmm. if they didn't make that trade. And he made that trade, uh, Herschel Walker to the Vikings, and they got a shit ton of draft picks back. One of them became Emmett Smith, and the other one became Darren Sharper, and they became the team of the nineties. So I'm not saying this trade is going to make the Giants. You know the Dallas Cowboys of the '90s. Let let's see how it plays out before Giants fans start reaching for the crisis hotline. Well, I mean, just the overall demeanor you got in New York right now. Everybody is losing their shit. Everybody doesn't understand how you can let go of like a great wide receiver for just the first and the third. Um, me personally, I don't count Jaleel Peppers as an asset, but then again, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, but a first and a third is absolutely nothing for the greatest wide receiver in the game right now. Or, Maybe top, mm. all right, top for me personally, greatest in the in the game right now. But obviously, top three for most people, top three or four, right? You don't have top three or four. I have him in the top, but he's not better than AB. I think he's better than AB, truthfully. <laughs> but then again, I think AB is just a glorified slot receiver. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we need to go back and watch tape of AB. Yeah. But no, I mean. You you could look through all the back pages of the of the New York you know newspapers and. You know, Gettleman and the Giants are getting raked over the coals. And you know what? Like, yeah, rightfully so. Like, that is a talent, you know, a, a, I guess you could say generational talent. But everything kind of got sped up when they took Saquon Barkley. Like, if they didn't take Saquon Barkley and they took a quarterback, mm-hmm. this trade probably does not happen. Exactly. And that, that great point. Because now we got to get to the point of the inability for the Giants to move on from Eli Manning. That is what caused this whole trade. That's what's causing all the issues right now. And I still don't understand. I've been teaching. I've been saying about. I've been saying this for the last three to four episodes now. I don't understand why they cannot move on from Eli Manning. Well, they wanted Gettleman wanted to move on from uh, from Odell last year, and Mara said no. Well, that's fine and well, but uh, as a, as an organization, you got to make a decision, right? So, like John Mara made a decision not to move on. Why is that? Couldn't tell you. It's just it's just the way the Maras do business. But listen. You can't tell me that if you're the general manager and Cleveland whiffed on Saquon at one and he falls to you, like, you got to take that guy. Mm-hmm. Saquon is the man. Like, he look at his tape last year. I mean, what do you have? Like, a 1,000 yards rushing and a 1,000 receiving yards. And was he was rookie of the year, right? Oh, uh, yeah. He was rookie of the year. Yeah, he, he, he was rookie of the year. Yeah. He is now the face of that franchise. Sure. And he's, yeah. a, he's a great guy. He's yeah. a stand-up guy. He's a great guy. But I think they're – how do I put this? The Giants, um, they misplaced their um, their hopes into Saquon. Like you, you, don't win the, you don't win in the NFL with a great running back. You can have a crap running back, right, and have a great offensive line, and that same running back will produce. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're, they're misguided in where they're putting their, their hopes and, and dreams into to win in, in the future. I don't think Sa- – Saquon – listen, don't get me wrong. Saquon Barkley is a – is a great talent, just as Zeke is, just as Le'Veon Bell is. But we've seen the Patriots or other teams that have went on and won with LeGarrette Blunt and just like no-name running backs. You can stick a great running back behind, I'm sorry, or a decent running back in, in back in the, in behind of a great offensive line and still win the NFL. Yeah, and I'd be with you if Saquon couldn't catch the ball. Sure. But like, he's got the hands. You're not getting a thousand receiving yards because your offensive lineman is also lining up wide. So, no, I mean... They already they have talent Saquon and they they just picked up Golden Tate on a contract that I think they overpaid for. But it goes back to now the offense can air quote float fluidly. They don't have to force the ball. Yeah. Like 
I think it's a win. It's it's a break. Like they get rid of the drama with Odell. They don't have to worry about any more friggin' ESPN interviews with Little Wayne. Yeah. Saquon is now the, the Saquon is now the leader of the team, or he's going to be the leader of the locker room pretty soon. He's still this is a sophomore year, okay. and they got Golden Tate, a veteran that's been there. He won a Super Bowl. You don't really hear a whole lot of him in the news. What I mean, if you're in a rebuild, why not? And like I said, I'm not saying this trade is going to be like Dallas with Minnesota and they're going to win like three Super Bowls like Dallas did in the 90s. But let's see how this plays out before we start reaching for the crisis hotline. Sure, I get that. And just I think going forward, I think this will be a move they will regret. Hands down, obviously time will tell, but I think the Browns are just going to utilize Odell to his max. So. Time will tell, um, but for now, I guess we can get to our winners and losers of free agency. Right. You want the floor first? Of course, yeah. I'll take the floor first. So one of my biggest winners was Green Bay. Uh, They made a couple of small moves here and there that are not going to grab the headlines, but they're great moves. Um, Looking deeper into their moves, they picked up Preston Smith, linebacker from the Redskins, and Zadarius Smith, uh, obviously our uh, pass rusher from the Ravens. they're addressing the defensive side. Defense was up. Exactly, right? Friggin' black hole of exactly. that team. Additionally, they took on Adrian Amos as well, the safety from from the Bears. So yeah. with those three potentially starters, truth from my personal opinion, I think um, Preston Smith and Adrian will probably start. Um, but they wholeheartedly went into this free agency trying to shore up that defense because obviously they could not stop a nosebleed. Right. Um, so one of my winners this uh, in this free agency, looking deeper into their into their picks and uh, not just going off the headlines, um, great three uh, free agency moves in my personal opinion. Additionally, they took on Billy Turner, an offensive lineman. That's obviously going to go ahead and protect Aaron Rodgers. But right. I think they, they had a quietly great uh, free agency. Okay. Any other winners or is Green Bay just your I one? I got some more, but you can go ahead. So my winners, uh, I got Buffalo. I have the Bills. As winners. Speaking of which, before I cut you off, I don't want to cut you off there, but I want to talk about what Cole Beasley said. Did you hear about that? No. So they asked him, well, you're going to Buffalo. How do you expect to win in Buffalo? And he's like, well, I didn't win in, <laughs> in Dallas for seven seasons either. Right. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Damn. I mean, he was chirping on the way out the door, Shots too. Shots fired. But no, like, in all seriousness, I have Buffalo as winners. Like, they, they picked up John Brown. They picked up Cole. John Brown is probably one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Sure. And he can take the top off of defense. And we all know that Josh Allen could throw the ball a country mile. Like, his arm strength was never a question. He can run as well. And he can run as well, too. Um, so you have John Brown and Zay, uh, I think Zay Jones uh, lined up on the outside. You now have Cole, Ble- uh, Cole Beasley underneath. Uh, to get the uh, the underneath and the intermediate routes. And they picked up Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that guy yeah. is going to outlive me. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to study that man. He's got to be made of, like, some polymer alloy nonsense to, <laughs> to be playing. But, like, if you look at his Instagram page, like, the guy is still working out. Like, he's still coming out of, you know, the U, University of Miami. Like, he's still he's still got it. Yeah. So that's, that's a great pickup. He's back up to – he's going to be the backup to LaShawn McCoy. I think I I have Buffalo's winners and the GM uh, on Friday I believe came out and you know answered a few questions about what AB had to say about Buffalo and some reports about how he didn't want to go up there and he came out and like doubled down and was like people talking about Buffalo 
in that way, in, in, in that way being like, there's nothing to do up in Buffalo. It's Buffalo. They need to shut up. Like they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And he, I'm, I'm legitimately pissed. That was a direct quote from the I GM. I saw that. I saw that. And you know I what? I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was great. I think I thought it was great for the GM to come out and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And if you're not from Buffalo, you shouldn't be saying anything about the city. Like, I like what they have going on in Buffalo. That defense was sneaky good last year. And now they added offensive weapons to Josh Allen, who's just going to continue to develop. Yeah. So it's going to be great to see what they do up in, uh, you know, northern New York. I personally disagree with the GM because I've been to Buffalo and I saw the Niagara Falls. And I still, I still wasn't like entertained by it. <laughs> my dad, my dad was super excited about this family trip one one summer. He wanted to go to Niagara Falls really bad. He's like, "Yeah, we'll go up there. We'll like check out Buffalo. We'll check out Niagara Falls. We'll go up to Toronto, Canada." I will tell you what, <laughs> wasn't that awesome? You know what? I get his point. Buffalo you know is kind of just. <laughs> I'll I'll go to a damn Bills game. I'll get in the car. I like what they're doing. And then real quick, my other my other two winners. I have the Jets being winners, not only just because they picked up Le'Veon Bell, but they made a lot of good moves uh, on the defensive side of the ball with C.J. Mosley. Uh, they, they shored up that linebacker core. They had Anthony Barr, then he got cold feet, so they really didn't get him. But I really liked the Jamison Crowder move. Sure, yeah. I, I thought that was great. You, you put him where... Uh, where uh, where Curse was, I think Curse is you know a free agent right now. So you got him, Robbie Anderson, Le'Veon Bell. They're giving Darnold the tools. Yeah. So that's that's a talented yeah. uh, talented roster as well too. I I really like that Jamison Crowder move, and especially because I mean I'm not saying Sam Darnold is I guess you could say Kirk Cousins in Washington, but Sam uh, Jamison Crowder like. Her cousin still can't shut up about him mm-hmm. as a route runner, as as everything he did. You know, he's super quick off his releases on the line. I think he's going to help out Sam Darnold a lot. And then the last winner I got is the 49ers. Sure. Not because, like, they, they picked up D Ford. They shored up that defense, which was a weakness on that team, too. But they picked up um, they picked up the, uh, the backup running back uh, for Atlanta. Um, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Yep. So you got Tevin Coleman. You got uh, a Jarek McKinnon that didn't get any run last year because he blew his knee out. Which happened a couple times now, right? Yep. Yeah. I think uh, the second time, right? Yeah. He had he, he had in Minnesota the, the year floor, before. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see what the 49ers do with the one-two punch at running back, a, a quasi-healthy Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Marquise Goodwin. So I like what they're doing in the Bay Area. So those are my winners. Yeah. Now, the other winner I also want to point out is um, – Quietly, the Eagles also made some good moves. Mm. Um, they kind of got rid. They kind of squeezed everything they could out of Nick Foles, Golden Tate, um, Bennett. and kind of shipped them off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they didn't resign them or whatever. But they quietly, they added Malik Jackson next to Fletcher Cox on top of Brandon Graham and resigned him, right? So that, that might be the best defensive line in the NFL right now. I mean, that's some great talent right there. Additionally, like I said, they shipped off Golden Tate to New York for whatever reason. Um, but then Deshaun Jackson came in and, you know, he's going to come back to the Eagles and, you know, live out his Eagles dreams, whatever it is. But I think that's quite another great, um, great free agency move by, by the Eagles. Yeah. You know? Quietly. I'm not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz, but that's, you know. Right. It's either here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Go back to previous episodes. Yeah. So who's your biggest loser for uh, free agency? <sighs> well, let's see. I got quite a few. <laughs> um, you got to go with the Steelers. Like you really? still have to go with the Steelers as as probably one of the the biggest losers of of free agency just because 
you know, they, they only got a third and a fifth round draft pick for probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. So and we haven't touched on that yet. So we should probably talk about that, about the Antonio Brown trade. Um, right. Going from Seattle. I'm sorry. Going from Steelers to Oakland. Yeah. Or- so for those that listened to the last episode, I kind of called it and said, it's either Oakland or bust. And no sooner than, you know, a few hours later than after we recorded the episode, he was sent to the Bay area for a third and a fifth round draft pick. So essentially a hot dog and a handshake given the talent that was on there. Um, I think the Steelers just wanted, they just, at that point, they didn't care. They yeah, just, they they just wanted to move them on. It wasn't really the the draft uh, compensation. It was more about finding a team that was going to pay o, uh, AB the contract demands that he wanted. He's now, again, the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. They restructured his contract. They tore up the old one. They gave him a new one. I think he's getting like, what, $39.5 million, A lot of money. Something like that. Yeah. A, a, a crap ton of guarantees. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's the highest paid wide receiver again. And you go into a situation with Derek Carr with a second year under – you know, John Gruden, they made a, a great pickup as well, too, with Tyrell Williams at, at wide receiver. Cool. That's a good wide receiver core, too. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of decent stuff going on in the Bay Area right now yeah. for both the Raiders and the 49ers. So, and then, yeah, the Steelers, they just took a third and a fifth round pick. Yeah, the Steelers, uh, they, they mismanaged, they've been mismanaging their team for the last two years. Simply put, they've mismanaged Le'Veon Bell, they've mismanaged Antonio Brown. And they basically gave them away for a third and a fifth. If I told you two years ago, the Steelers are going to lose Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and all they're going to get in return is a third and a fifth, you would say what? That you're fucking crazy. Yeah, right? i say you're high. So they've totally mismanaged this whole thing. I guess in their personal opinion, it's uh, addition uh, by subtraction, which is fine. It is what it is. I guess Juju Smith-Schuster uh, is the uh, the next great wide receiver, whatever. But I also I don't understand what what the Raiders are doing because a year ago the Raiders decided to purge their talent and big contracts, right? Sending Khalil Mack. Away, yeah, they couldn't sending, air quote afford Khalil exactly, Mack anymore. Yeah. And now they're just spending money on Trent Brown and AB. Like I, I don't get that. Like where where's their game plan? Because a year ago they're all about let's get rid of these talents, acquire draft picks, and build their draft. Yep. Now it's like well let's kind of throw it out the window a little bit and pick up Trent Brown at a massively insane contract. And on top of that, let's give money to Antonio Brown as well. So uh, what's your thoughts on that process? My thoughts is John Gruden did not want to lose anymore. You're right. I think it's a panic move. I think it's a panic move, truthfully. Because they they also give in, they gave Tyrell Williams like a $40 million contract. Mm -hmm. They took the Jamarcus, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, the the safety from the Rams. They gave him a $40 million Mm -hmm. contract. You you backed up the brink struck with Trent Brown. You backed up the brink struck with A.B., Where's this money from? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like uh, the Davis family is known for having oil wells in Oakland. So if if we're doing a rebuild yeah. and you're, you're approaching a roster of talent and you're trading for Mark Davis Bryant, giving up a third round draft pick, I don't know. I, yeah. I I think it was just John Gruden didn't want to lose anymore, and his buddy Mike Mayock is now the GM. And it was like funny. let's let's make it happen. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah. It's it's definitely going to put people in the seats. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think that was a season ticket seller move. Yeah, it was a panic move. It was a move where they went in a year ago with a game plan and they couldn't see that game plan through. The pressure got to those guys and they Mm -hmm. just started, you know, giving away contracts and, you know, that is what it is, I guess. Right. I still like that Tyrell Williams signing. Yeah. um, I don't like that Trent Brown signing, though. 
Right. I mean, that's. I mean, the the last time an offensive lineman left New England for a big payday was what Nate Solder to the Giants, yeah, and good, yeah. he was nowhere to be found last year. Yeah. Another um, loser I have is the Redskins. Um, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get why they gave Landon, Con- Landon Collins that money. I don't get why they took on Case Keenum. I just don't get it, man. It's just another couple of bad moves from a crap organization. I know you feel differently about Case Keenum, but right. I personally don't like Case Keenum. He's just another middle-of-the-pack guy. You stick him in, another 8-8 eight eight season, maybe less than that, whatever. You know, just two crap moves. I just I, I don't like any of these Redskins did last year. I'm sorry, this in the free, se- uh, free agency. Yeah, the Landon Collins thing was just like a head scratcher. Like, there's there's obviously a reason why the Giants let him walk, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna make him the highest paid safety. Yeah. Like, and you know, no no disrespect, but he wasn't the best coverage guy, and you're giving him what eighty six million to to stay in the division. Uh, shit ton of money, whatever it was. It was a massive contract. I forget the numbers right now, but I think yeah, I it was don't like, understand why you give Landon Collins that money. Right. Yeah, like. $86 million, I'm pretty sure. That, I don't know. I mean, here I am thinking that they their cap is in shambles. You know, that's why they traded for Case Keenum. I still like that trade even now. But obviously the cap wasn't that bad if they're paying the guy $86 million to play essentially, you know, friggin' run coverage and safety. So, yeah, I can kind of buy the Redskins as a loser. Uh, another loser I have is just Le'Veon Bell. Why? Why is that? Only because he held out last year thinking that he was going to, you know, air quote, change the running back market. He's going to make the biggest splash. He's going to get like the biggest contract. He's going to hold out from the offer that Pittsburgh gave him and the franchise tag. And if you look at it, he took the Jets contract with less years, less money. And about the same amount of guarantees that Pittsburgh was going to give him with the contract that they offered him. Mm-hmm. So you holding out and losing a year really didn't do – like at best you broke even. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. I mean I guess you, you kind of make up for your lost funds by dropping a, a rap album, but <laughs> – which I, I'm not I'm not going to listen to. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not Why listening not? to the Le'Veon Bell give rap Le'Veon album. Give Le'Veon Bell some action, bro. No, I'm not going to give Le'Veon Bell some action. So, <laughs> no, I mean, if he wanted to be paid and, you know, have some guarantees, he, he might as well have just signed with Pittsburgh. I mean, and if you think about it, too, he's a loser in the, in the you know, air quote loser in this contract because the Jets covered their ass by putting, uh, like, anti-holdout language mm-hmm. in the last two years of his contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they weren't getting burned like how he burned Pittsburgh. Yeah. So he took less money, less years, and got boxed into a contract. Yeah. So he's a loser. Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell probably just wants to stick it to the Steelers, man. I think when, when you offend somebody, it's kind of hard to come back from that. So I think part of uh, his decision to hold out um, is just – when you know he got offended, and once you offend somebody, it's, it's a wrap, you know. Yeah. So, and my other loser, my Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I saw those moves, and I was like, "What are they doing?" My <laughs> Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Well, listen. So when when I spoke with you last week, I was like, "Well, what are, what are the Dolphins going to do?" This was off the the podcast. We we're just talking. I think via text or something, whatever it was. But I think you said they wanted to go after Josh Rosen, right? Is right. that what the, the thing was? That's what my hope was yeah. as a Dolphins fan. So they shipped and off. And it looked like that when Ryan Tannehill was shipped off. Yep, they shipped yeah. off Ryan Tannehill to the Titans for uh, like a, a six-round draft pick this year. And I think 
like a seventh rounder the year the next year. Like essentially they just they, they made a deal to get rid of Ryan Tannehill and they even sweetened the deal for Tennessee by paying five million of his new seven million dollar contract as a signing bonus. Oh, so wow. Miami is paying most of that contract that he just signed wow. with Tennessee. And here I am thinking, okay. Tannehill had to go. Like there were reports that the reason why Gase got fired was because he wasn't really consistent with discipline. You know, he held Tannehill to a different standard than the rest of the team. There was an us and them mentality in the locker room, which happened the year before as well, too, with Jay Ajayi. So the Tannehill move made sense. You had a new regime coming in. You had uh, Brian Flores coming in. So the writing was on the wall for Tannehill. It was just a matter of when. So when that deal went down, I'm sitting here thinking, okay. Buy low on Rosen, he could be your franchise quarterback. Like, let's just see what happens when you take him out of Arizona in a situation that he was never going to win at and put him in South Beach. Like, what at that point, why not? You have, you know, you have a, you know, Jim Caldwell who did wonders in Indianapolis and in Detroit. He's down in South Beach with uh, Brian Flores. Let's see what happens with Rosen. And then they <laughs> signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to a two-year contract this Fitz year. Fitzmagic. Fitzmag- well, the first three weeks will be Fitzmagic, and then it'll be back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Typical Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's the, the Dolphins are the biggest losers. Like they they signed this guy as a bridge quarterback, and they're holding out the hopes that they're going to get that kid out of Alabama, Tua, mm-hmm. as their quarterback next year. And it's like, listen, if you're just going to go in tank mode, you might as well, well have started your second or third string quarterback this year. The way I see it is um, they might try to get to a quarterback this year in the draft. Um, I don't know if they like somebody particularly, but I don't know why you don't stick with Ryan Tannehill for another year and then draft Tua instead right. of making these moves now. I think truthfully that since – I think this is this gives indication of what they want to do at quarterback. I think with them shipping off Ryan Tannehill and bringing in you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, a – a good leader, from what I understand, in the league, mm-hmm. it's a guy that you can bring in a young guy and kind of sit behind Fitzpatrick for a year and learn from him. Right. So I think that move gives you some sort of indication they might be looking for a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. The only thing is, it's like Denver's ahead of them and Elway's fallen in love with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. So unless Miami's going to trade up to get him, I just don't think a quarterback's going to fall to him. How many draft picks? Uh, do they have any way to move up? Do they have any draft capital this year? No, not really. Yeah. Are they are they thinking about purging any of their stars to get some draft capital? That I think I don't think so. I mean, they can't. First of all, who is a star on that team? <laughs> I mean, Cam Wake left. Cam Wake left as, as a free agent. He's yeah. in Tennessee now. Yeah. I, I mean, granted, Cameron Wake was like thirty one years old. So I mean, it was just a matter of time before he was going to leave. They, it was time for them to move on and. There's really just not a whole lot. I mean, really, Devontae Parker, they brought back on a two-year contract. Uh, his only issue is he needs to stay healthy and be on the field. Like, the talent's always been there, but it's just is the desire there. There was a knock with him and Adam Gase last year, and then he was hurt a lot. And, you know, Kenny Stills. Like, Kenny mm-hmm. Stills is the other pass catcher with Albert Wilson Jr. Yeah. Oh Couldn't tell you. I feel for you, bud. I'm sorry, man. It's fine. I, uh, it's fine. It's you know typical dolphin fashion. You know, I uh, I can't sympathize because I don't know how losing feels. Being yeah, a Patriots just fan. just wait, just wait. <laughs> just it's wait gonna till, happen. Just wait till when? <laughs> it's gonna happen, and everyone that's a fan of a team in the AFC East <laughs> is going to give you the way so I much see shit. It, Brady's gonna play till he's fifty, and I'm gonna beat you to death with my laptop. <laughs> Well, at guy. least 45. Um, you know, speaking of my Patriots, we made no significant moves, man. Just picking up 
small pieces here and there, dude. But you know what? Like that's the Patriot way. They I was talking. Out. I was talking to a guy on Twitter back at home. Uh, you know, Bobby Legend. Uh, we were talking a little bit about you know the promo I, I, I cut for this episode Speaking of the which, podcast. You like how I stepped up the promo game? Yeah, about time you stepped up <laughs> the promo game. But real quick, I I told Bobby that we I didn't have the Patriots as a loser just because you know they they were relatively quiet in the in the Brown signing with Oakland. I think they get like a third round compensation pick or, or something like that. So. In typical Patriot fashion, yeah, they're shipping off an air quote offensive lineman star, and they're getting draft picks back. Yeah. So, yeah. is it interesting that I cut my first promo and I uploaded it to Instagram, and then like half an hour later, Instagram shut down? Dude, friggin' Instagram! <laughs> like, okay, so we're in the news breaking business now, I guess. Air quote news breaking. So, <laughs> so you cut the promo in a one about goddamn time. You cut the promo. I did. I did pretty good. I think it was about time. Good. The so, hair was on point. It was good. <laughs> well, the thing was, uh, I didn't realize it was only sixty seconds on Instagram. Yeah. So I was just rambling for like two minutes. You know, I was just like getting my thoughts out. Yeah. I still had the Le'Veon Bell thing to get to, and then all of a sudden it was cut out. I was like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Once you hit like fifty-five seconds, you gotta like hit your bit and cut. But um, well, I was watching your promos, and you just like you just move quickly. You're just like boom, 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 boom. boom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what you gotta That's do, okay. man. You it's gotta work in progress. You gotta stick and move. But your hair was on point. Yeah, I was crushing up my hair. You, you you put the video up, and then friggin' Instagram went down for like a day. Coincidence. And here I am. I'm trying to put information and news up about Earl Thomas signing mm-hmm. with Baltimore, and then Mark Ingram going to Baltimore, and some other stuff, and the. Friggin' thing crashed and you couldn't <laughs> log in. And here it is saying like, "Oh, your your logging credentials are are not valid. Please try again later." And it's like, "I'm I'm gonna break my friggin' phone." Like I'm I'm trying to work right now and I'm trying to break news at the same time. And friggin' Instagram shit the money bed and then Twitter was exploding. Thank God for Twitter. Yeah. Thank God for Twitter. Like at least you can still break some I'm news just out there. For Twitter, I don't understand Twitter. Twitter's simple, man. I don't get the threads. It's, I don't get how you can reply to people. It's not that hard. I, God, it's just too advanced for my little. 180 brain. characters or less. You get your point across. Move on. Yeah, it's not that hard. I'll just like Instagram better because I have better memes. There we go. <laughs> the friggin' memes. Jeez. At, at some point, they all just become a blur. They all become the same. What? They all become the same. Uh, Every meme page you said me, I'm like, yep. I'm looking at it and be like, I'll, I'll see this again in like three weeks. Like they just recycle shit. Are you trying to say shit. you don't like my memes that I send you? Some of them are recycled. That's all I'm saying. Oh, see if I ever send you another meme again. That's right? fine. Because half the time now it's like, oh, you gotta, it's like private. If you're a private account and you're just doing memes, I don't want any time. I don't want to. No, I'm not going to hit the, you know, request to follow. And then you got to wait. And then like they get back to you. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can follow stuff. Like, no. If I have to follow a private page for memes, I'm all set. Keep it. Keep that, keep that energy, keep that same energy. Instagram, I don't need that. I don't, even, I don't know why I even hang out with you, bro. <laughs> for moments like this, <laughs> like <laughs> for moments like this. Uh, whatever. All right. Regardless, but moving on. <laughs> so. What was the fan question this week? Is that what we're getting to? Next? Oh God! I mean, we got the the fan what question next, this week. What's up? What's next, by the way? What's next on the agenda? Oh, let's see. We just hit our winners and losers. Oh, speaking of which, one last winner. Um, Nick Foles going to the Jaguars. Love that move. Love that move. I think uh, I think that team, for the most part, has bigger issues than just um, quarterback, I think. But if they can rein in some of their egos, um, 
if, if personally, if Jalen Woods can shut his fucking mouth, if they can rein their egos in and go back to two years ago of just working hard and just trying to crush everything, I think with Nick Foles, they can do absolutely right. Best. But if he goes out and talks shit week in and week out and everybody's after him, then, you know. See, I'm interested. He's got to manage some personalities. That yeah. was definitely, definitely a manage the locker room move as well, too, with Nick Foles. And, you know, not like he doesn't deserve it. He, there were a lot of personalities that managed in that Philadelphia locker room, and he oh, did just oh, fine. I'll give you that, yeah. So that's a, that's a great move as well, too. It's just I think they're going to need to get some wide receiver help because I think Dante Boncrief left, so it's really just D.D. Westbrook and uh, one other one other kid. Mm-hmm. His name's escaping me. It's no shade. It's just I don't I don't know who the guy is. So they're that limited of wide receiver. So they're definitely going to need to get Nick Foles a uh, little bit of help, but I still like that move as well, too. Sure, yeah. I found out what Duval means. So what does Duval mean? Duval County. Yeah. Who told you what Duval meant? Juan de Puma. There you go. You're <laughs> going to use that hashtag Duval. Absolutely you got to use it right. Uh, so the fan question this week, I think it's from the great state of Ohio. Go back, guys. Let me, uh, let me pull that up real quick. Let's see here. Real, what the hell? Oh, Friggin' Instagram. I swear to God. All right. So the fan question from... S underscore Marie 317. Yeah, a good old friend of mine from Columbus, Ohio. We went to high school together and college. Um, Sarah Marie. Um, she is a friend of the podcast. Yep. And a great friend of mine as Front well. Friend of the pod. Yeah. All right, Sarah. So her question, and by question, I mean there's like five listed in here. Way to go. So <laughs> I didn't get the most for your money. <laughs> they, there are sources on the giant side that they're claiming they unloaded OBJ because he's a total pain. I'd love to hear y'all's prediction on how OBJ and Mayfield's antics might or might not clash and or potentially get in the way of what should be a dynamic duo. Do you think their behavior will <laughs> overshadow talent in Believe Land or not? Nah? The fact that she used Believe Land, that's where it's at. Hey, I, I used the hashtag the land in, in my promo for uh, my take on the uh, Odell trade. So yeah. what do you what do you think? We kind of touched upon it. Like, we did touch upon it. Um, the first point of that. So listen, of course, when you trade somebody from your organization, negative press is going to come out. Everybody's going to say, we don't we don't like him being here. We're glad he's gone. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think it's important to realize that when Odell signed his contract, a lot of people were happy for him. Did you see how excited his teammates were? This is something yeah. that ESPN pointed out. And, I, and to me personally, that speaks to a guy that is, um, I guess, love in the locker room, right? Now, the second part of that question, I think, I think Baker is the one guy that can reel Odell in. I think Baker and a combination of Jarvis, Jarvis being his ex-teammate from LSU, I think they can keep him in check. Uh, so Baker's the kind of guy that will, you know, tell him to his face, I don't give a fuck what, you're, what route you're running. I'm not going to throw teeth not open, you know? So if he does throw a tantrum, I think Baker and both um, Jarvis can reel him in. In regards to the behavioral overshadow talent up and believe it, no, I don't think they will, man. I think, I think you will see one of the better Odell Beckham Jr. years this year just because he's motivated. You know what I'm saying? He's got cut by his team. He's going to go up there. He's going to try to light the world on fire. And I think this will be one of the best years Odell's puts on paper. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like that's that's still that's a young team. There really isn't a, a whole lot of veteran presence on that Browns team. You got a young head coach, and let's face facts: it's not like that franchise is known for stability at all. Like they're probably one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL. So I don't know. Like 
it's it's kind of hard to tell. Like if you look at his history, like him being a diva is gonna get into get in the way at some point. Like I'm like I'm glad the Browns made that trade. Like they had to make that move, but people need to temper their expectations of, of things. Oh, oh of, they of, definitely of, do need of to stuff. Their like you know, let's let's wait for them to take the take the field first. Like I really want to see what's gonna happen if they start going into a slump. Or Odell's not getting his looks, and Jarvis is getting more looks. Like, th- there's a lot that could go on. So, I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bets that this could possibly be a, a, a freaking dumpster fire at some point. Like, if things go south real fast. Sure, I think you, I think you have some some good points there. Where if Freddie Kitchens can't manage the situation, it's gonna implode. And history tells us when a team takes on all kinds of talent. How well do you manage that, those those uh, personalities? The biggest indication if you're gonna win or not. Um, if you remember the super team of Michael Vick and who else was it? Uh, what was that cornerback the Eagles picked up and all these great uh, talents they had and the Eagles imploded. You remember? No, that? was it I'm, Namdi Asamoah? Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, but like even even Andy Reid couldn't manage the situation. That thing whole that thing imploded. So there's a chance this could happen here if Freddie Kitchens doesn't step up. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, listen, people in Believe Land, like, temper expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, take a step back. Some people are talking about Super Bowl out there, and like, you know, air quote baby steps. Like, mm-hmm. AFC North champions is is realistic at this point. Yeah. Let's let's not. Which is a big feat. Uh, when's the last time you can say the Browns are favorites to win that division? Yep. You know? Never. I mean, I think Bill Belichick was the head coach then. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? The way I see that division playing out, um, I know a while ago, a few weeks ago, I thought that the Bengals might win that division. But I truthfully believe now that with Odell going to the Browns and if they can get it all to click, they're going to win the division easily. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like two games probably. Like I see them being like 11-5 and five, truthfully. I could buy that. Yeah. I mean, like the division is kind of wide open. Like you got, you know, Andy Dalton and Cincinnati. Like they've always been there with AJ Green. But like the biggest knock was, can AJ Green stay healthy? Yeah. Like the team's going to go as far as AJ Green's going to go. Another big knock was uh, fucking Marvin Lewis didn't have yep. no creativity one bit. Nope. And now you got the quarterback coach from Los Angeles being your head coach. Yep. Maybe you can spice up that offense. Yeah. Like know? that whole division's wide open. And Pittsburgh lost people. They gained some people on defense. It was like the one move that they made today. They shorted up linebacker. Uh, but I mean, like the Ravens, they picked up Mark Ingram and Earl Thomas. But then they then re-signed. Again. They re-signed their tight end, but they don't really have anyone to catch the football from Lamar Jackson if he's able to throw the football. Well, the problem is he can't throw the football, R- right? So, <laughs> really, all they have is Mark Ingram, a tight end that they re-signed, and Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. They lost C.J. Mosley. They lost that guy that went to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So that division is wide open. C.J. Mosley leaving was big to me. That he is a foundational member of that defense, and the fact that he left. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the best move the Jets made was picking up C.J. Mosley. That's that's a big move right there. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely definitely going to be interesting. Now, on Odell real quick, we were kind of talking about this in production. Like, where does, like, Odell and Jarvis rank? Oh, uh, absolutely. So I think right now – I'm sorry, all time or in – I mean, now, right, right now, now – Right now, I we think – We could do both. I think right now in the league, they're the best wide receiver duo there is in the league right now. I can't think of anybody better than those two guys. Can you? A.B. A.B. and Tyrell Williams. Oh, my God. A.B. and Tyrell. Stop it. Are you kidding me? Just say, like, listen, Tyrell Williams filled in 
masterfully when uh, when Keenan Allen went down two years ago or the year before when uh, when he tore his knee up on the first game. Like no, like and it's it's a B like. He is not just a glorified slot receiver. Like the, glorified slot receiver. No, no. Fast slot receiver. We, then you need to go back and watch some tape. <laughs> All right, let me ask a question. Is Tyler Williams better than um, Jarvis Landry? I mean, they both go deep. Oh, so, oh. I, listen, like any wide receiver duo that has AB is going to be ahead. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like... I see this the other way around. I see any wide receiver that has Anto- uh, has Odell Beckham is going to be the top wide receiver group. Nah. Nah. Wow. wow. I mean, I got him second. I'll still take an AB. I'll still take AB over uh, AB and Tyrell over Jarvis and, and Odell. Okay. I just, I mean, you know, like Odell is known for, you know, essentially one catch. One okay. catch. Sure. AB posted six 100 plus reception seasons in like a thousand yards. That's like, like, do, and you're why, not doing it just on the spot. That, the reason why I say that is because I've seen Wes Walker do that. I've seen Wes Walker do like four, five seasons in a row of those like crazy numbers being a, being part of that system. I've seen Julian do it here and there when he's not hurt. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say those numbers, they're gaudy and I get that and I have to respect that. But just pure talent wise, like Odell is just a different animal, you know? Mm mm. Yeah, I mean talent. I'm still, I'm still going AB. Okay, like that's no shade against Odell. Like the kid's got talent. It's just the, the off the field issues that are, that are a problem with him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take. I mean, people were saying like, even you were saying that he was like second all time talent wise mm-hmm. wide receiver duo. Yeah, damn right. And you want to talk about temper expectations? I think I think with Odell and Jarvis, they are second best all time after. Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Okay. I can't, I can't think of anybody else better in regards to just pure talent. Like these guys, listen, Jarvis and Odell are at the early part, are in the early stages of their careers. They haven't won big just yet, but just pure talent wise, man, these guys can do some phenomenal stuff. Yeah, there's, there's no way I am putting Odell and Jarvis ahead of Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Larry Legend and said, Anquan I said, Bolden. Listen, I said pure talent. Still, pure talent. Look at the talent there. I'm saying you're pure telling talent. me that those got those four other pairings that I listed do not have as much talent as Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham I, Jr. Listen, don't don't hate me for this. I think Odell talently is the best catcher of the football in league's history. I'm not saying receptions. I'm not saying um, the way he runs routes. I'm not saying his production, but just the way he can catch the ball, the way a ball is thrown to him and he can catch it and not drop it, I think is the best of all time. His hands are just the best of all time. That doesn't no. that, that doesn't mean that Jerry Rice isn't better. Uh, I'm not saying that. That doesn't mean Randy Moss is quicker. That doesn't mean that Larry Legend can run better routes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just catching the football in a vacuum, I think there's nobody better than Odell. <laughs> A lot of that's gloves. I'm just saying. Look at the gloves that friggin' Jerry Rice had. You might as well use isotoners <laughs> from friggin' Walmart. Yeah, but no. No. But I, but I think it's important for me for you to understand what I'm trying to say. Just take out all the numbers, all the rest of it, in a vacuum, catching a football. I think Odell's the best that's ever done it. Yeah. No, that's a that's a hard pass. The, he's, him and Jarvis are going to have to get in line behind Torrey <laughs> Hole and Isaac Bruce and... You know, Anquan Bolden and Larry Legend and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Like, 
No, no. Let me let me see how those personalities on the sideline, getting back to Sarah's question, I want to see how it works out because call me being pessimistic, I don't really see it working out that well. Like just if they hit a slump or if Odell's not getting his looks, no. Because the biggest knock with Odell and even, even with AB, you could lump these two together, was as long as they get their 10 receptions, 130 yards and two touchdowns, they don't care if they win or lose. Mm-hmm. But if they're not getting their looks and they're losing, that is when they become the squeaky wheel on the cart. Like, I mean, look at AB. Like, he had that phenomenal game in the Super Bowl, uh, in the Superdome, rather. Uh, they the Steelers lost the last couple of seconds to to the uh, to the Saints. But he had like what I had in my fantasy team: thirteen receptions, like almost two hundred yards and two touchdowns. And like, he didn't really give a shit. But, like, if you're not getting your looks, like, you, you know, you're banging your freaking helmet on the sideline. You're getting arguments with your coaching staff. Like, the same could be said about Odell. See, I see it differently, man. I just don't – Odell bitches and complains a lot. But it's not – I don't think any, I don't think he has a bad bone in his body. I think what he's just doing is just frustration. He has, he has a passion for winning. And when you're not winning, I think that's kind of, that kind of shows through, if that makes sense. Um I don't. I think the only thing that kind of crossed the line was the dog peeing celebration thing, which I guess John Merritt didn't like either. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, I can live with. I can live with kicking a net. Who cares? It's a fucking net. What, who did the net? Dude, play? he fist fought the freaking heating unit on the sideline. So what? The, the can, guy. The guy doesn't believe in drinking water, so he has to run into the air quote run into the locker room to get an IV because he doesn't want to drink. Like literally, does not want to drink water. Like, does not believe in hydration. I have to I have to hook myself up to an IV. Hang on, hang on, soup. Like, that'd be me at work being like, hey, hey boss, like I gotta I gotta I gotta walk outside. I, I gotta go outside. I, I I gotta go to my car. I gotta get an IV because I don't drink it I don't believe in drinking a friggin' bottle of water. Like that no. That is insane. How, how- <laughs> insane. But how- like all those antics oh, wait, how- all those antics, Jay, <laughs> added up to a point where Gettleman and Mara, they all said, I can't do it anymore. Like, we're in rebuild mode. Like, we got to get draft picks. We got to get rid of Odell. First of all, Warren, could you imagine if you said to Warren? <laughs> You're like, Warren, listen, these emails and all this typing, it's got me dehydrated, bro. I got to go out real yeah, quick. I got to go. I got to I got to go to my car. <laughs> I got to get my IV. Just dude, the phone calls all day. I'm dehydrated right now. I gotta stick a fucking eye yeah. to my no, to but my th- like that. You was... know what he would say? What would he say? This motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so no, like, mm 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 mm. How's Warren Sanchez doing, by the way? He's doing good. Is this to our podcast? Yeah, he listens to the podcast. Nice. Follows us on SoundCloud and Spotify. Nice. Shout out to Warren. Yeah, good old Santos. <laughs> So it's Santusi. Well, whatever. Santus, Santusi. Yeah. But no, a great question by Sarah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, I think we've made our feelings clear that I fucking love Odell. And apparently Brandon thinks he's a piece of poop. I did not say he's a piece of shit. You might as well be like, he's a piece of crap. Why? Because his sideline antics are the reason why he got out of the Giants? <laughs> like, come on now. He's not the most mentally stable guy. Just saying. I can live. I'm just saying. Like I was trying to get to the point. Um, the dog peeing thing I think was a little over the line. The rest of it I can deal with. All okay. the rest of it, it's nothing new. It's Devo wide receiver one on one happens in the league. AB did it. To did it. Whatever. It is what it is. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, teach their own. Yeah. Teach their own. 
Yeah. I uh, I don't have anything else, brother, man. I think it was a crazy packed week, man. Yeah. No, it was insane. It was insane. And I mean, that was really just like the first wave. Now we got draft day and mm. friggin' pro days and all that nonsense. Did you see your boy Johnny Manziel went to the Memphis Express? One, he's not my boy. He's not my boy. <laughs> I'm watching that shit now. Oh, now you're I'm watching. So, I'm interested. Now you're watching. But inside I, sources. I want to see if he does a <laughs> line of coke off the fucking benches. <laughs> inside sources, though, say. Which that inside you source? Were, you were excited about the AAF just because now there's football year round. Well, I was excited when I thought the football was going to be good. So week one, I was like, let me watch this AAF. What's this all about? I sit down. Got my beef jerky, got my soda. I sit down, I'm ready to do this shit. I watch 10 minutes of it, and I'm like, I'm watching high school football right now. And this oh, you're, shit is not fun. You're, you're on drugs. Dude, because I, the I, first game, one of the coaches was doing the air raid offense, for Christ's sake. Like, no, 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 no. You clearly must be watching something else, Jay. <laughs> clearly must be watching something else. The best part was like the commercials, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, okay, Jay. You clearly haven't watched the game because there's like no commercial breaks. I've watched, I've watched the first like 15 minutes of week one. I forget what teams they were. I watched the highlights and does nothing for me. I watched the game with you here for a few half, uh, half. Yeah, minutes. like a half. Yeah, does nothing for me, bro. Yeah, okay. Put up a front, but you'd be like, yo, that was a good run. That was a great run by Salt Lake. Oh, look at that catch. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to appease you. Yeah. Uh, oh, now, no, yeah. Okay, Jay. Yeah. Jay Chima kissing ass? Yeah. I don't okay. do that shit. That's what I thought. I kiss nobody's fucking That's ass. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Johnny Football. I'm with, super excited. First of all, who's the source? Well, I can't reveal sources. Give me a hint. I can't reveal a source. Give me a hint. I can't reveal a source. Who said this shit? I can't reveal a source. Mm. But sources said that you were excited. Sources. Two sources. Huh? Uh-huh. Sources. Hmm. So, ipso facto, breaking news out here like Adam Schefter. <laughs> but, yeah, Johnny Manziel to the Memphis Express. I can't I mean, wait. If, I can't wait. If you think about it, we were talking about this before we, were, we uh, recorded that, you know, the quarterback, what, what's it, Hacken, Mettenberger? Uh, so, Christian, I'm sorry, so Zach Mettenberger broke his ankle. Yep. Um, the backup is Christian Hackenberg. Yep. Old uh, Penn State alum. And if I had to guess, man, they're going to throw Johnny in there, hopefully. That'd be great. Like, it makes sense just because Memphis is, like, the bottom of the league with, like, the win-loss record. But what does that say about Christian Hackenberg? Oof, like, Hackenberg. you got pulled in a game because you he had one of the worst reads I've ever seen. <laughs> like, he literally th- – like, it was a perfect pass, Jay. Yeah. It was a perfect pass, but it was a perfect pass to the wrong freaking team. <laughs> like, he literally threw it to the linebacker well, on a rope. No, he's not good. I, and, I watched him for a couple of years at Penn State when he played Ohio State, and he is not good. Bro. And what does that say? Like – they they pulled you for Mettenberg Mettenberger. I'm butchering his last name. Baconberger. And he breaks his ankle, and they bring in a guy that was literally kicked out of the entire Canadian Football League to be the next quarterback. Oof, that's that's a lot, dude. And it's like, and it's Mike Singletary as the head coach, like the guy that's like, I want winners. I want people that want to oh, yeah. win. Do, do your Singletary impersonation. I, uh, guys, get ready for this. He has the best <laughs> Singletary impersonation of all time. This is this is gold. I'm going to sit back and let this happen. Let the magic happen. I would rather play with 10 men and get fined all the way than be with 11 men and, and, and have one guy that's not with the program. I can't play with him. Can't coach with him. Can't win with him. 
Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Like Mike Singletary, the I want winners coach, is going to be Johnny Manziel's coach. God damn. I am so fucking just motivated right now. You should be a fucking coach. I'm just hey. life coach 101. <laughs> I got my moments, you know. You watch, through a fucking wall right now. You watch a couple of watch a couple of videos. You watch any given Sunday, you know, piece by inches. You gotta claw with your fingernails for that inch. Damn, the inches are right in front of our face. I've never seen any given Sunday any good. Uh, any given Sunday is probably the best football movie ever, mm. hands down. You got Lawrence, you got Lawrence Taylor, you got L Cool J, Jamie Foxx, Al Pacino. Like that movie was pretty. That movie was kind of ahead of its time, if you think about it. That was a that was a great movie. I think the greatest football movie of all time is uh, Longest Yard. Mm. What was the other one with the Rock uh, Gridiron Gang? Is that what it was? I only saw like I I mean I'm not I'm not a Dwayne fan, so like I'm not the Rock. No, no, it's Dwayne. The Rock. Dwayne. I always wondered how did he come up with the name The Rock. Was it just like well, like he, I know it's obviously in wrestling and stuff, but was he sitting like in his locker room one day before his first match, and he was like, "I'm gonna call myself the Rock." How did he get, him, get that? I'm name? not too sure. You know, a, a couple of people that follow us, they, they could definitely answer that question. But I know before he became the Rock, he was like Rocky Malahara or, so, or some some shit. Like he had an f- actual first and last name, and came out looking like some dude from the friggin' Flintstones. Mm. Like I think his first appearance was during a Royal Rumble. So. Yeah. What would, what would your wrestling name be if you had to pick a wrestling name? I don't friggin' know. Like, what would it be? The Puma? The Puma. That's a great fucking Why name. Why the hell not? You have like, you know what we need for you, by the way? We need some sound effects for you. When we say the Puma, we have like a little, like a little, uh, yeah. no, not, not gay, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like more. Buttercream, buttercream, crock skin, buttercream. More, more ferocious, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Siegfried and Roy shit. Yeah. That tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went tiger. I think that should be a topic for next week. We should come up with um, names we'd have for in the WWE. There you go. But like we can we can even put that like in a poll. It's great. <laughs> we'll leave it to the fans to pick we, our yeah, names. Yeah, we can put it for the fans. What would your wrestling name be? Yep, it'd be a good time. Yeah, yeah I can't think of one right now for myself. But we'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of nicknames, I was talking to Dero. Yeah, and he was like, "Since you have a cool nickname, and I'm just Chima, I should go with the Cheetah." <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? The Cheetah and the Puma. Well, what makes it great is like the Cheetah. You're like banged up with a knee injury right now. So, like, you're not moving that fast? I know, right? <laughs> I don't mind it. That's good. Well, cheetahs have... I'm sure cheetahs have knee surgeries. I'm sure they... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They totally have I'm knee sure surgeries. They, have... They, they get eaten alive <laughs> ass first by a hyena if they can't run. Could you imagine if that's your life every single day? You have to just run away or catch your food? I wouldn't survive, like, three three hours. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have Starbucks on the fucking, you know, Zarengeti or why some I, shit. Why did I crack on my Starbucks addiction? Oh, here we go. Here working, we go. Starbucks Starbucks addiction. I'm working through it day by day, and you're just being insensitive about it, bro. I'm being insensitive? No, you are. Just use your freaking Keurig. You got a Keurig. Who said? I, listen, no. I've tamed my Starbucks intake down from like five, six times a week to maybe two to three times a week. But I'm still like, you know, I'm still working through it, bro. There we go. I'm still working through it. You're, you're, you're some ill shit. You're on yeah. something else, Jay. Somebody. You're, you're on something. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think we're at an hour and six minutes. Yeah, because it's, it's time to plug it up, yeah, huh? Right, let's plug it up, bro. So, for those of you that have stuck by Speaking us. Much before we get to that, any Kardashian uh, rants or no, issues this week? No. No Kardashian you sure? rants. Can't think of any. Okay. All right. Can't think of any. Because I know you watch them quite regularly. 
Oh yeah, totally. I live for the Kardashians. I still believe you do. The no. amount of knowledge you have, the amount of knowledge you have about the Kardashians, I'm sure you're watching. No, all you, up all with you the have to do is watch fucking ESPN, and you'll find out all the goddamn cliff notes of whether or not Lamar Odom is like in a coma back when he was, you know, banging down no, Viagra pills from a gas station, and then going to the the bunny ranch out in Vegas. Like, no, all you have to do is watch ESPN. I was thinking about this like um, a few weeks ago. If I was like a B-level star in the NBA or the NFL, and I knew I was gonna make, I wasn't gonna make it long term. I would totally just like go and try to bang a Kardashian. Yeah, get yeah, a new cycle. yeah. One, have your have your your piece fall off, and two, your your freaking career hits a <laughs> hits a wall. Now I'm gonna do the plugs before I, we get sidetracked to do another hour of me ranting about the Kardashians and how it's still OJ's fault. <laughs> I think it'd be a great idea. So, for those of you that stuck by us for nine episodes, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter PFR Podcast. Uh, Jay Chima, a.k.a. The Cheetah now, the uh, Cheetah. at Jay Chima on Twitter. I'm still working on it. That's not, that's not like set in stone just yet. Air quote, The Cheetah. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, Jay on Twitter, at Jay Chima. You can follow me, Brando underscore Puma, on Twitter. And we're also on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. What the hell else am I missing? St- Spotify. And we're also on Spotify. Be, sh- be sure to uh, to subscribe, like, follow, and due to some awesome handiwork from our boy Joe Rosillo. Thank you, Joe. I, I, I butchered your last name, Joe. My bad. But Joe got us up on YouTube, man. Dude, Joe, my guy, coming through, man. He uh, he edited the audio down, and you know you can start following content on YouTube as well too on the Pro Football Radio podcast page. Right now, it's just audio, yeah. but moving forward, we'll come up with some uh, Dude, dynamic gonna awesome. stuff. It's, it's going to be, awesome. be great. My vlogs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll go to like Patreon games. Yeah, it's going to be great. So YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of it, Twitter. I still think there's too many of these media platforms. You just got to have one big media platform and that's it. You know? Yeah, but then people won't be able to pay for the Rolls Royces and shit. We're still trying to work our way onto iTunes, but Apple is just giving us all kinds of hell. It's fine. They want to argue for the They want to. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna kill it on YouTube and Spotify. Pro Football Radio Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it as always. Um, keep listening, keep leaving comments. We appreciate all you guys. That's it. Yeah, Vikendios. Like